So uh, hopefully the good people can hear you this week. Yeah, we'll see. We had a bit of a bit of audio troubles there. I swear to God, dude. We had news drop right before the show started, bro. We had a huge news drop right before the show. We had huge news start right before the show started. Dude, we shouldn't have got milkshakes. I still just messed that up again, too. It, I'm know, sorry, folks. Now it's you know what? You're fine. Maybe we should just cut the mic off. Yeah, you know what? Too. I think well, let's let's just let's just go. You want to go? Let's just go. Yeah, let's let's just go. Hello everyone, I'm Dalton Burdett. I'm Nick Iricchio. And we are the Movie Nights. Well, some of them. If you're watching this, it's because you want to hear our uncensored... Unfiltered. ...thoughts and opinions about the world of movies and entertainment news, so kick back. Relax. And thank you for being part of the conversation. Didn't miss a fucking beat. <laughs> you're goddamn right we didn't. That Ooh. was awesome, dude. How, how, was, how, was your, how was your week, man? Limited's Tuesday. Shit. <laughs> Oh, you meant since the last time we recorded. Yeah. Oh. It was good. I mean... Fucking dumbass. We went to the movies, unfortunately. Uh, unfortunately? But, yeah, we saw Jurassic World oh. Dominion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, other than that, everything's been fine. Just chilling. The new season of uh, Peaky Blinders came out. It's the final season. Yeah. But I only got to watch, like, two episodes because then Netflix was like... Uh, what if everything's pixelated? True. So hopefully that's resolved now. Yeah, uh, you know everything restarted the router and. But who's to say, really? Who who's to say? Who's to say? So we have a lot of stories to cover on the show today. So we're going to go ahead and dive in with our first one. This one coming to us from Deadline. So Nick, you're familiar with the uh, comic book lineup for, with a Marvel of the Thunderbolts. I am, and you know how the Thunderbolts were. Rumors started circulating, you know, as we started getting introduced to more, like, anti-hero type characters, but mm-hmm. it was never really a thing. Well, now it's a thing, because according to Deadline, uh, director Jake Schreier, I believe it's how you pronounce it, forgive me if it's wrong, is set to direct a Thunderbolts movie, That, and it's the first time we're hearing that there's going to be a Thunderbolts movie officially. This is an exclusive from Deadline. Marvel Studios' top-secret Thunderbolts movie looks to have gained momentum as Deadline has learned that Jake Schreier is set... As director of the new Marvel tentpole, Black Widow scribe Eric Pearson is penning the script. Marvel Studios president Kevin Feige producing. You're goddamn right. Um, that wasn't part of the article. That was just me adding some commentary. They speculate as to some characters that could be included. Mm-hmm. Uh, that said, some of the characters who could potentially be appearing in the film include Baron Zemo, Yelena Belova, Ghost, Taskmaster, The Abomination, U.S. Agent, and the Winter Soldier. It also mentioned Thunderbolt Ross, but I assume they don't know who plays Thunderbolt Ross because that actor has unfortunately passed away. Uh, but yeah, this is pretty exciting. That's fair. I'm honestly shocked that Kevin Feige hasn't said anything yet or that it was announced or whatever be it. Yeah, but um, before I fully throw it yeah, over yeah. to you, I want to say that, uh, one, first of all, I'm excited. I hope that they we get some John Bernthal Punisher in this bitch. Mm. And he's, Punisher's not... Yeah, he's been in Thunderbolts, but like he's not like a founding member of the Thunderbolts. Is, but if you're gonna do like an anti-hero team, is and you're he more Midnight Suns, he is more Midnight Suns. But I think if we're gonna get there, we're yeah far from that. I think this movie comes out in two to three years. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm a fan of it. I'm not f- too familiar with the director's work, but um, you know, in Marvel, I trust in Kevin Feige, I trust, and I'm excited. 
Um, and before I throw it over to you, a lot of people have been... Critis a criticism of Phase 4 of the MCU so far has been that um, it seemed a little bit directionless. And when we would talk early in Phase 4 MCU, like with WandaVision and Loki and all that, uh, I would say I'm interested in where the Black Widow, like Hawkeye and Falcon and the Winter, Sol Winter Soldier story is going, because clearly the other stories are kind of going towards the multiverse. I wonder, I wonder what's the buildup here. Well, it looks like we now know what that buildup is. Do you think that criticism can now die down a bit now that there seems to be a direction in which that part of the story is heading? I... I think that the issue lies in just the like all of the MCU leading up to Endgame was leading to Endgame, mm -hmm. but now it seems like they're leading up to multiple storylines, yeah. and I feel like that's sort of disorienting people because the concept was each movie led into the next and it built from there. Mm -hmm. But now you're having let's say three different storylines where you get Project One, Project A going to one, mm -hmm. Project B going to two, Project C going to three project four going to two and mm -hmm. it's just yeah. it's hard to anticipate where the next move is going to be so i feel like the thunderbolts is a step in the right direction because a lot of characters were left open-ended mm -hmm. for example zemo gets away at the end of falcon and winter soldier ghost is well, no, wasn't he arrested by um okoye and or not okoye but the uh the dormelage was he still stuck there or did he break out again i thought he broke out or he had someone die in a car right oh no you're right he did escape yeah, you're right. Or wait, was that? No, he had someone killed. I think. Yeah, no, no, yeah, and his butler got him. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. So Zemo's gone. Yelena's mm -hmm. vibing after Hawkeye. Um, Ghost was open. Taskmaster's mm -hmm. open. Abomination. We'll see where She Hulk ends up, but I'm mm -hmm. guessing open as well. Yeah. Winter Soldier was the one that threw me off. Yeah, I, but, I, uh, but again, this is speculation. Yeah. It's speculation. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it would go in mm -hmm. that direction. Uh, definitely U.S. agent because. Definitely between U.S. Asian and Yelena, we have Julia Louis-Dreyfus' character, mm -hmm. who seems to be recruiting. So perhaps yeah. she acts as a substitute of Ross. Well, I, and I, I do think Ross will be mentioned. Like, I feel I like maybe so this too. was his program. Yeah. And, yeah. But I definitely think that, I don't think that Julia Louis-Dreyfus' character is a bad guy, mm -hmm. per se. Like, I remember we were speculating a while back that she's a villain working mm -hmm. for Hydra, trying to collect all these yeah. whatever. And I know she is, what, Madam Hydra or something? Yeah. But perhaps they reshifted when all this stuff happened. Yeah, and, and I also, I have a feeling that, oh, that got dramatically close, sorry. Mm -hmm. I have a feeling that um what we're going to eventually be seeing is, because I've seen a lot of comparisons people making, like, this could be Marvel's version of the Suicide Squad. Mm -hmm. What do, what do you think about that? Do you think that that could... And I know this is speculation, but do you think yeah. it could be an apt comparison or do you think you don't see Marvel kind of going that direction? I don't see Marvel going in that direction in the sense of tone okay. and R rating and just what oh, yeah. James Gunn did. Mm -hmm. But I mean, it is a group of typically bad people that the MCU has framed as anti-heroes. Mm -hmm. So obviously I feel like there's going to be I wouldn't say as far off the deep end as the Suicide Squad goes of just, like, capping random civilians that are walking by. Yeah. But I could see it being, like, uh, these people have a little more brute force than mm -hmm. would typically be MCU shiny, yeah. glossy. Yeah. yeah, I can see that. Um, 
but I mean, I like that lineup. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I like the Ant Man movies. I thought Ghost was a, yeah. A good, I, I've good been waiting for Ghost it. to come back in. I've been that was the one that's been the longest one I think out of all those. Really. Yeah, I think so too. Um, and Taskmaster they left open, and I hope we maybe get a little improvement to Taskmaster. But Marvel's always been really good of readjusting yeah. off of things, mm-hmm. so I think that there's hope for Taskmaster. Uh, all the other characters, I'm a big fan of as well florence Pugh's fantastic i thought yeah. uh oh, what's his name uh u.s agent oh john wyatt Walker? russell yeah wyatt russell was great as u.s yeah. agent um yeah i'm looking forward to it and i'm curious to see you know if julie lee Dreyfus is involved in it if what oh, sh- i think so what storyline they'll be tied to will they be tied into mm-hmm. the agent 13 storyline oh maybe yeah you know I, you know, obviously I think the big thing the MCU is leading up to for phase four is Secret Wars. Mm -hmm. And I'm curious how this particular storyline is going to lead to that. Because the multiverse one makes sense. This one I'm like, all right, I want to see what happens here. (laughs) Now, um, before we move on to the next topic, I I have a feeling they're going to introduce at least one new character or a quote unquote new character. And I'm thinking the quote unquote new character may be Mockingbird. From Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Yeah. Played by uh, Adriana Palinke. Yes. Interesting. And maybe we even see flashbacks of uh, Clint Barton's wife as mm. a previous Mockingbird because they reference that in the end of the Hawkeye series. They do, don't they? Huh. That'd be interesting. Is she <laughs> in the Is she in the Thunderbolt comics at all? Uh, I'm not too familiar Mm -hmm. but i just think if we're going to be rounding up characters like that i think she'd be an interesting fit okay well so like i know a little bit of the origin of the thunderbolts Mm -hmm. and it obviously wouldn't work in the concept of the mcu Mm -hmm. because the way they were in i mean it could but you're kind of asking a lot of the audience Mm -hmm. because basically they start out as a bunch of these characters yeah and they're pretending to be a new group of heroes after the avengers die or something Mm. And so all of a sudden these new heroes show up and they're getting access to all the government stuff and they're like, ha ha, look at this. And then, well, bam, hey, it's me, Zemo. <laughs> and then all the other people and it's like all these other villains who were pretending to be other heroes yeah. with their abilities. You mean scrolls? Okay, listen, you can't, can't just drop a scroll. <laughs> so, but obviously we, we've we seen all these characters before mm-hmm. and you're asking the audience to now think that they're here. You know, I feel like that, twist surprise doesn't really work mm-hmm. yeah so no. but i could see it more taking a suicide squad route of like mm-hmm. hey you're all in jail no like like i, I yeah i know i could see it kind of being like julie louise dreyfus being like the um amanda, amanda waller, waller yeah and it kind of working that way but you know we'll see what do you guys think about the thunderbolts movie being official and the director attached let us know in the comments as we move on to our next story and what characters you'd like to see possibly appear that we did not mention yes we're going to jump over to the DC world, Nicholas, because this news dropped oh literally right as we were about to record the show. It really did. So um, last week on the show, we reported on the news that Joker 2 is officially happening. Mm-hmm. We got a, a hot new thing about Joker 2. Two hot new things. One, the movie's going to be a fucking musical, which is awesome. <laughs> and I'm, That makes me ten times more excited about it. And two, apparently... Um, Something that we had speculated on last week of mm-hmm. the madness for two disorder, where like could it be another Joker impersonator? Could it be Batman? And then something we suggested yeah. was could it be Harley Quinn? Well, it is because according to the Hollywood Reporter, Lady Gaga is in early talks to join the film 
as Harley Quinn. This is what The Hollywood Reporter had to say. Lady Gaga is in early talks to star opposite Joaquin Phoenix and director Todd Phillips' sequel to Joker, the 2019 Oscar-winning one billion Warner Brothers hit based on the DC Comics character. Phillips has been co-writing the script with Joker co-writer Scott Silver for some time and has finally shown it to the studio. Last week, Phillips revealed on social media the title of the project, Joker Faleadu, the title referencing a medical term for an identical or similar mental disorder that affects two or more individuals, usually members of the same family. And while the social media post showed Phoenix reading the script, the actor's involvement is not exactly a legal fate accompli just yet. Sources tell Hollywood Reporter that Warners has yet to close a deal with the actor, with the two sides deep into it. They're, they're going to close the fucking deal. Enter Gaga. Details on her character are being kept under wraps, but Joker is known for his on-off abusive relationship with Harley Quinn, his psychiatrist at the mental institution known as Arkham Asylum, who falls in love with him and becomes his sidekick and partner in crime. It is unclear whether Phillips and company are using the DC character or striking their own, as they did in many instances with their first movie. If a deal makes, Gaga would play Quinn. However, this new Quinn exists in a different DC universe than Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn, which most recently appeared in 2021 Suicide Squad, as well as several other films. But wait, that's not all. Sources say the sequel is also a musical. Nick, sometimes the world just gives you fucking gifts. It's a lot to unpack there. It is a lot. That was a lot to read. I apologize. But I will say them speculating like, oh, Lady Gaga might not be Harley Quinn. She's fucking Harley Quinn if they yeah. cast her in as a musical. Um, I'd honestly be surprised if she wasn't. But she's kind of an out there actress. Yeah, yeah. blonde. I'm going to throw this. Sing. I'm going to throw this over to you and check the um, other sources because you know they yeah. they now posted their story and maybe their sources have told them for sure because sometimes they're different. So yeah, ball in your court. What are your thoughts on it being a musical and your thoughts on Lady Gaga joining the cast? I think it's a. <laughs> <laughs> I think going into Harley Quinn seems to be the natural progression of the story because mm-hmm. the way the first Joker movie ends, we see him at Arkham Asylum. And naturally, there will be some psychiatry involved, and that just seems like an easy point to bring in Harley Quinn. The concept of the shared delusion is interesting, and mm-hmm. I like that they're going with a musical. I, yeah. I'm I'm hesitant on the musical aspect of it, but I see how it works. Because if it's a shared delusion and, you know, obviously it's a different take on Harley Quinn, but like we saw in The Suicide Squad, when it cuts to Harley's world, she's seeing all these flowers and yeah. petals and cartoon characters. So it's a natural leap to make that Harley, when she goes crazy, sees the world as this sunshiny, bright, not cartoonish, but just more like musical esque mm-hmm. place, and the shared delusion would see them both in that world. Yeah. So I feel like the musical jump is, and in, there's a lot of ways they could take it. I was not expecting a musical, so yeah. I am very intrigued, but I also am. Yeah, I hesitant. I wasn't expecting it, but you yeah. know, picturing how he dances, musical, and how music was a very big part of. The I first could movie. definitely see. I think maybe Harley Quinn introduces the singing. Yeah. that he didn't realize could be a part of his mindset of the dancing. This is just speculation. Yeah, but I also want to point out both Variety and Deadline and their headlines say that she's going to be playing Harley Quinn. So, okay. yeah, but that's I, pretty much. A, I definitely do see the whole like her world being a musical world. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be very much like um. What was the movie with Rebel Wilson um, and I think Adam Devine? Not Pitch Perfect. I don't remember the name of it, but I'm going to look it up right now. It was a musical. 
Isn't it romantic? Isn't it romantic? Have you ever seen that movie? I have not. So, um, basically, she gets hit on the head. Oh yes, I, I remember the, the I remember the ads for this movie. Yes. Yeah. So obviously, I think it would take from the, obviously not the head trauma. Well, mm-hmm. I guess technically head trauma, but like yeah. more from a psychological. But everything's just it establishes this world which we saw with Gotham, and now everything's going to be shiny and clean. And yeah, I can definitely see it'll be. But the thing is, it'll kind of be like Midsummer almost, where it's just so bright, it's just disorienting. You're like, this is like almost creepy. Yeah. So it'll be certainly interesting. That's for sure. But dude, I'm I'm fucking excited. Yeah. I I think this is. Like we always say, it's never a bad idea to add talent. Lady Gaga is very talented. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to see what this dynamic can bring. And I'm looking forward to more casting news as it comes out. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think about Lady Gaga potentially joining the Joker 2 cast as Harley Quinn? Let us know as we move on to our next story. This one was put on my radar by my cousin Victoria. Thank you, Victoria. Uh, so um, a few months ago, or it might have even been last year, uh, there was word of a new Scarlett Johansson starring film called Artemis coming out. That Jason Bateman was actually going to direct. Chris Evans, right? I believe so. Chris Evans, Scarlett Johansson. Yes. Well, yeah. or was that the one that Scarlett Quid and Anna de Armas came in? Because there was another one where that happened. Because they're filming that right now. Greyman? No, 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 no. Like, it's filming right now. Oh. I don't know. Oh, headline. What? Read the headline. Oh! Yep, Chris Evans. <laughs> Maybe if I could learn how to fucking read. So, so Chris Evans and Scarlett Johansson were doing two movies together. Yes. Is that what that means? That's what that means. Okay. I'm glad we could get that there. But um, anyway, according to Deadline, Jason Bateman has officially exited the project as the director due to creative differences. Here's what Deadline had to say. Jason Bateman has exited from the director's chair on Artemis, the big feature film package starring Scarlett Johansson and Chris Evans that Deadline told you in March, it was March, that Apple swooped in to acquire in a $100 million plus deal. Holy shit. We're hearing from sources that Bateman and these pictures amicably and mutually have chosen to part ways on the pick due to creative differences. I'm told that both sides respect each other's work and will continue to hunt for the right project to collaborate with down the road. Well, you, you love to hear it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, you know, there's a scenario where that's actually true. You know, a lot of the times... Um, on these projects if it's not true they say like oh scheduling came up damn it yeah it's like you wouldn't have agreed there's a scheduling conflict you know you want to sign the dotted line but um you know it's, it's unfortunate uh, i'm still looking forward to the movie you know scarlett johansson as a producer is very good and um you know her and chris evans have lightning chemistry together so again i'm looking forward to it but i am sad jason bateman won't be making it because i think he's a dynamite director mm-hmm. uh what are your thoughts on him exiting the film I'm upset because I didn't know he had entered the film. <laughs> um, he directed Bad Words, right? Yes, he did. And I believe he's also done several episodes of Ozark. Yeah, and he, he has a um, yes, and he has a movie that he like a, a drama movie that he did that I'm forgetting the name of right now. But he has he ha- mm-hmm. yes, the answer is yes. so. And also, I just like Jason Bateman. Me too. I you know I love Arrested Development, Bad Words. Bad Word is one of the most uh, underrated comedies ever. That movie what, fucking rules. You know what movie I love him in? Paul. What? Paul? You remember Paul? I do remember Seth Paul. Seth Rogen, yeah. the alien. Yeah. Um, no, I just, his delivery is always just great to me. Oh, yeah. And um, it's sad to see. I would have been interested to see what he could do because a lot of his stuff has been lower budget, I'm assuming. So now a yeah. big kind of budgeted action then, movie, I'm assuming. Yeah. It'd be interesting to see. Yeah. Hopefully he gets another shot to make one like that. I'd like to see Jason Bateman get uh, a nobody. 
Oh yeah, like fuck yeah. But but for him, yeah. I don't know Ozark. I I I know of it, but I haven't watched any of it. I don't know mm-hmm. if there's like a lot of action. Yeah. In it, but I don't know. I'd love to see Jason Bateman just get an action movie. I, I want love it, it too. I want it to involve cars. Is that a weird? No, that's not se- weird at all. It seems like if he was in an action movie, it'd, it'd involve like gone car in stunts. ninety seconds. Gone in nineties. F ten. <laughs> Vin Diesel, someone call him. Yeah, someone get Vin Diesel quick, on the phone. Quick, need, quick, quick. I need Jason Bateman in a Mustang. Now. Yesterday. <laughs> well, what do you guys think about Jason Bateman leaving the project? Let us know as we move on to our next story, which, now this one just you sent me today, and I believe it's a story that came out today. Yeah. Um, another Deadline exclusive. Sony speaking Pictures. Of Fast and Furious. Yeah, speaking of Fast and Furious, Sony Pictures taps Justin Lin to direct a One Punch Man adaptation of the manga classic Scott Rosenberg and Jeff Pinker scripting. So this is interesting because One Punch Man, I haven't finished it, but I, it's an anime that I did start, and I'm not the world's biggest anime fan, uh-huh. but I really, really like the series. I think it's re- like so far, I haven't finished it. I think it's really great. And um, having him come in and direct this, because a lot of people just think, oh, he's the Fast and Furious guy. Star Trek Beyond was fucking good. And he did a great job directing that film. I haven't seen any of those movies. We'll binge them one day. I never got into Star Trek. I, I, I can't say I never got into Star Trek. I have yeah. not gotten into Star Trek. Yeah, I yeah. have not seen anything Star Trek. I got you. I got you. But so. no, but they're good movies and that film was really good. And I think he's a very talented director. And I'm glad, you know, he recently quit Fast X and, uh, and he's looking for new opportunities. And I think this could actually be a very big opportunity for him. Uh, the only thing I'm worried about is that Avi Arad is producing it. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> but, you know, uh, what are your thoughts on Justin Lin taking over a One Punch Man movie? Um, I mean, say what you will about the Fast movies. They're fun. They're loud. 90% of the time, the action's pretty good. And yep. One Punch Man is right up that alley yeah. from what I've, I've only seen a few episodes as well, but mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. And, and I, lo- I love the comedic aspect of it. Like it's a really funny show yeah. and I, I'm curious to see, cause it's, it's one of those animes where it's like with most animes and this it, is live action, right? Yeah. It, okay. It's, it's hard to adapt those into live action because it of really the scope yeah. and how they're portrayed. So I'm curious how they're not only going to do the scope of everything, but also just the humor. Like, cause that humor is very specific and hard to, to nail the way the show does. Yeah. Did it, did it say in the title who's producing? Not like, uh, like what company, like who's just dis- like who own. Uh, let me see. But it's, it's gotta be Sony, right? Cause, uh, if it's Arad, yeah. RV Arad. Yeah. Cause I'll, I'll tell you what. Oh I, yeah. The same team on Jumanji and Venom. So yeah. So, oh yeah. Sony pictures. Yep. I have a friend who really loves, uh, one piece that show. And I saw that they're doing a live action series on Netflix. And I saw this behind the scenes of the sets they were building. Yeah. They're like all practical sets. It looked like no way there was some, and I was like, geez, all right, cool. So, I mean, hell yeah. People are anime to live action has not historically been too good. And I think people are trying to figure that out. Yeah. And, so and, and, I think and they, I don't, you really need to dump the money into it. Yeah. And I don't know work. how close the manga and the anime are yeah. like in terms of an adaptation. So, and I know that they're going to be adapting. It seems like straight from the manga. So yeah. if it's a close adaptation in the series, then it'll be very similar. If not, you know, and who knows, maybe they take a completely different direction, but it is mm-hmm. shit's getting adapted. That's what we know. Did, um, did fast 10 get a new director yet? Uh, yeah. A Lewis Lettier. Incredible Hulk. Ah, I didn't remember that story. Yes. Okay. That was in the in-between time. Gotcha. Okay. But yeah, 
Yeah, uh, what do you guys think about Justin Lin taking over One Punch Man? Let us know as we move on to our final two stories of the night. And the re- you know you might think, final already? They're going to take a fucking minute. Uh, before we get to the final story, I should have opened with this, Nick. We're going to do the box office. Oh, oh, oh. The box office, which is fucking awesome. So, coming in in first place last weekend was Jurassic World Dominion, making a $145 million and dropping only 42% in its third week after a 29% drop the week before is Top Gun Maverick. Coming in at number three is Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, number four, The Bad Guys, and number five, Bob's Burgers, the movie. So there's a couple cool things to point out box office-wise here. One, let's talk about the obvious story, which is Top Gun Maverick. Top Gun Maverick has made $748 million worldwide. It's only been out for a couple days. It had a budget of... 170 million. It's already made 4.5 times its budget back. 4.4 times its budget back. It's gonna pass Doctor Strange next week. Like Doctor Strange is fizzling out. I think, um, as I'll show you in a minute, how much Doctor Strange has made. I think it's gonna come short of a billion. Mm-hmm. This passes a billion, if not next week, the week after. This will be the first billion dollar movie of 2022. And honestly, good for fucking them, dude. They put in the work and they it's deserved a it. Great movie. It is a great it's movie. A fantastic film. Yes. And uh, going into Doctor Strange's worldwide total so far is nine hundred and twenty-nine million. So nine thirty. Yeah, last week it was nine ten. She's 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 running out. She's out. You yeah. know, I you know my feelings on that movie, but man, I would have loved to see Sam Raimi get a oh, billion. Fucking me too. Fucking <laughs> me too. I'll go see it a few more times if yeah. it means that we can if get it. If it means to we can get it. Yeah, but it's, it's coming on Disney Plus in the twenty-second. So oh, it's oh, it's done. It's done. It's yeah, done. Uh, which is a shame, but um, let's go into Jurassic World. So far, worldwide has made just shy of 400, which is really impressive for Holy an opening wrap. And it's already made 2.4, so it's it's already anything it makes from here on out is profit. So honestly, as much as I dislike the movie, y- people like their people dinos. love the fucking dinosaurs eating people. Man, it's always fascinating to see. Also in box office news, everything everywhere all at once officially became the highest grossing uh, A24 film. Oh, that's this, awesome. this is how small of a studio A24 is. Mm-hmm. And this is not an insult. I love A24. Yeah. But when people like people think A24 is like this big popular thing, it's made $82 million. Yeah. And that's number one. Which just goes to show that, you know, their commitment to distributing independent films. But I think a lot of people don't realize, like, they look at something and go, oh, that must make a lot of money. And it's like, we're four bombs in a row away from never seeing an A24 film ever. And mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to happen. But it's just like, it's kind of like movie theaters. Like people think movie theaters just rake in money. It's like, they're a barely in the black business Yeah. every single year. And it's just, you wouldn't really know unless you looked at it in that different way. But I am proud of the movie. It deserves to be the number one film in that uh, for A24. What was, right, what was right? What did it pass on Cut Gems, I'm guessing? Uh, no, I forget what number two was. It was on Cut Gems? Was it? I don't know. Uncut but Gems was good. Uncut Gems, The Lighthouse. Oh, it wasn't The Lighthouse. Uh, Midsummer. Was were those A twenty four? Midsummer was A twenty four, was it not? Was it? It might have been. All I know is that it's number one now, from several different sources. But yeah, not as much box office madness as last week. Mm-hmm. But so here's what I am curious about though. Top Gun Maverick only dropped forty two percent in its third weekend. Next week is Lightyear. Normally, with the reviews that Jurassic World has been having, I would expect the drop to be in the 60s or 70 percentile. But Jurassic World has an A-minus cinema score. And cinema score is very tied with box office performance. So here's the thing. I think with Lightyear, 
we're going to get a lot of kids and families to that film. Mm-hmm. And just, so I think Jurassic World might drop 57 to 60, just based on the cinema score alone. Yeah. But we'll see. Now, what I am worried about Wait, is... Wait, shouldn't it be less if it's a higher cinema score? Or no, that means everyone saw it. No, 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 no. I, I, or... think, I think that drop, including the fact... Because if it didn't have the A- cinema score, I think this is easily dropping 70. Mm-hmm. But Lightyear's coming out next year, next week. Ah. So I think it would have had 50 or 55. Now I'm thinking more 57 to 60. Mm-hmm. But what I am worried about now is Top Gun's third weekend. I mean, I think it's going to still make a lot of money, but with Lightyear coming out, who knows? Yeah. But Top Gun has proven that the generation of moviegoers couple generations older than us are finally coming back like this was a movie that brought them back maybe they're still going out to see it in its third weekend who knows who's to say who's to say uh so yes that's the box office report and now we're going to get into the final story uh real quick i i looked up the a24 box yes. office so number one is everything everywhere all at once it passes hereditary okay um uncut, so they are a 24 films okay yeah uncut gems was number five Mm-hmm. Uh, top five, Everything Everywhere All at Once, Hereditary, Lady Bird, Moonlight, Uncut Jams. Gotcha. Number six, Midsummer. Gotcha. Okay. okay. So those are, yeah. I'd... Good movies. <laughs> Great movies. <laughs> uh, moving into our last story, and I wanted to say this for last because it's going to spark a little bit more of a discussion, I think. Um, so it may come as a shock to you, audience, but here at the Movie Nights, we're not the biggest fans of Bob Chapek. And we think he's Paycheck. made... Yes, Bob Paycheck. We think he's been making decisions that just don't make sense. I mean, yeah, he's a dollar chaser. So any decision he makes mm-hmm. based off of money, it's annoying. But it's like he's a businessman, so I kind of understand it. He's just made a decision that was both stupid in terms of storytelling and how it affects the projects they're working on. It was stupid in terms of financially and stupid in terms of just stupid. Like it was fucking stupid what he just did. So, for those that haven't heard, um, Bob Chapek has just fired Disney's chairman of entertainment and programming named Peter Rice. Pete Rice. And Peter Rice, he, he also worked under the 20th century umbrella, like yeah, the Fox he umbrella. He comes from Fox. Yes. And the reason why you might be thinking, like, oh, what's the big deal about Peter Rice? Mm-hmm. Everyone in the industry, and this is being reflected in the articles that are pouring out about this, have mentioned, like, are completely shocked, not only at him being fired, but how he was fired, which I'll get into. But everyone's just like, wait, he, this is one of the most nicest, hardworking people ever. Like, everything yeah. under him is successful. Everything. He runs a lot of TV as well. Like, killing it, done nothing wrong. And this is how he was fired. Sources say embattled Disney CEO Bob Chapek summoned Rice to his office Monday and relieved the former Fox exec of his duties. The CEO, who took over for Bob Iger last year, is said to have felt Rice was no longer a fit. This, the dismissal took place in a seven-minute meeting Monday evening, according to sources. Chapek told Rice that he was not a fit in the new Disney culture, to which Rice said words to the effect that he thought they were in the midst of building the new Disney culture. He asked in what way he did not fit, and Chapek responded, now is not the time, and dismissed and fired him. First of all, what a horrible way to, yeah. f- to fire somebody. Like, that makes no fucking sense. One, especially someone as with a long career as Peter Rice. And, like, look, 
he's made decisions that affect creators. Like we know that he's putting people in charge of Kevin Feige, in charge of Kathleen Kennedy, which is why Feige has been struggling, like been worrying about like, hey, I need to make sure I can hire directors that will be okay if I'm not there to oversee the films because I don't have the control that I used to have, yeah. which is fucking upsetting. But yeah, because he's Feige. Yes, but in those situations, in Chapek's mind, I think it's the wrong move, but in Chapek's mind, he's like, I think this will make the company more money. So while I think it's a really dumb move and I personally think it would make them less money, I understand the decision because he thinks it's going to make more money. Mm-hmm. Disney just renewed Peter Rice's contract a few months ago, and they have to pay him out of this contract to fire him. Tens of millions of dollars. So they're losing money. They're firing someone in which everything under them is a success. Yeah. Fired them in a seven-minute meeting on a Monday afternoon. Something's missing here, right? Yeah, that's... Why not? Why not a Friday? Why not a Friday? Why not a Friday? Listen to this part of the article. Industry insiders believe that Rice was perceived as angling to replace the embattled Chapek. Ooh. And if you look at all the articles and Variety, Deadline, and all of this, he was rumored to be the guy to be the successor. Because while his contract was renewed a few months ago, guess whose contract still has not been renewed? JPEG. And guess when it expires? Friday. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> End of 2022. February. February 2023. That is cutting it close. We're in June, right? That's cutting it very close. So... It genuinely seems like, according to, and this I'm pulling this from Hollywood Reporter, but you can look at Variety Deadline, all of the articles, that this guy was like, oh, you want this guy to replace me? And just fucking fired him. Power move. Power move, but like, Power, yeah, what the fuck, man? Like, what an insecure that's, bitch thing to do. That's looking out for yourself and not your company. And or anyone else. Like, this is why people don't like you. Yeah. Like, it's for shit like this. So I wanted to pull up another article where insiders speak out on how stunned they are so, by this decision. So, so, so when you said they paid him out, mm-hmm. right? Because, like, a contract works differently, I'm assuming, when you're that high level as opposed to, like, yeah. an employment thing. So it's... So he's getting paid random number, mm-hmm. $50 million. I've heard it's... Now, don't... This is just yeah. something I've heard. I haven't pulled this from any sources, so take this with a grain of salt. I've heard it's 60 60 Okay, so let's say hypothetically, hypothetically, his contract was for $60 million. Disney mm-hmm. has to pay him out. Yeah. So he just got $60 million. Mm-hmm. Vacation doesn't have to work till that 60 is gone. Yeah, if he, if he wants to, sure. If he if he wants to work again, yeah, <laughs> for that much money, you yeah. Know. But but it's just like, but still, he it's something he doesn't deserve, and it's something no, that, not at all. It's something he not liked doing. It's like here, l- read some of these quotes from people who are just shocked by this, and of course, a lot of them remain anonymous because they don't want to lose their fucking jobs. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Bob Iger, yeah. <laughs> uh, Chapek just made another massive mistake. The inec- the exact announced. The market may have agreed. Disney stock fell nearly 4% as the news became public, a large, larger decline than the market as a whole on Thursday. Chapek's decision to fire a long-standing and well-respected executive in the most unceremonious possible manner set off waves of bafflement and, for many, outrage from the utmost circles of Hollywood power to lower echelon players. Here's another quote. There are very few things that stun me. This stuns me. 
Several insiders tell The Hollywood Reporter that the firing was another in the string of Chapex missteps, from the Deagle's legal clash with Scarlett Johansson to the damaging flip-flop on Florida's Don't Say Gay Bill. Chapek has chosen another negative news cycle when he was just getting on his feet again, says a longtime communications exec. Clearly, people are just fucking, they can't believe this. Yeah. And I'm going to read one more. It's horrendous. It's not good for the company. Morale is terrible. I wonder if Chapek has ever been aware that Rice held Zoom town halls and Q&As throughout the pandemic that really made him a presence in the lives of us rank-and-file schlubs. So people are fucking mad at this. And, and it, it, it just goes to show, like what we were saying earlier, earlier, this has to be out of some sort of fucking insecure thing because apparently word has been out for a while that people wanted Peter Rice to replace Bob Chapek. Yeah. So, so here's my question. Yeah. Now, obviously not saying that he would want to after this all happened. Mm -hmm. But if they don't renew Iger's con or if they don't renew Chapek's contract, yes. which they probably won't mm -hmm. given everything. I hope they don't. I hope they don't. Could they not go to Peter Rice again, hypothetically? Like, how does that, like, do you have to be an employee of the company? Is that, there something with a stipulation where you, if you've been fired from the company, you can't work for them again? And could that be overrided by a board of directors? All, all decent speculation. Nick. All my questions. All, all decent speculation. But there's one thing you haven't thought about. And that's, again, if he wants to come back after being fired, and that's just the goodwill with the rest of the company. Even another needs. thing. Yeah. Who's to say that David Zaslav put down his axe and picked up his cell phone mm -hmm. and called Peter Rice mm -hmm. and said, hey, there's room here at Warner Brothers for you. <laughs> you like Batman? You like stuff like that? Yeah. Come on over. Now, if that happens, David Zaslav is a fucking badass if that happens. But, you know, that. but what I'm saying is who's to say... It thirsts for blood, but not necessarily blood that it's drawn. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but like, But who's to say, like, someone else doesn't snatch him up because, yeah. oh, don't work just in case you become the CEO. You know? Yeah, and yeah no, six, absolutely. And like yeah. $60 million is a lot to you and me, but who knows how much that is to that guy. Yeah. So. No, all, all valid. Like, he may need to get mm -hmm. into something quick. Yeah. I mean, I, but, quick. Maybe not quick, but, you know. A nice vacation. Oh, yeah. I would take this as a vacation. Fuck yeah, certainly. Um, but, you know what I mean, though? Like, I don't, because sometimes companies and organizations, they have these, mm -hmm. especially a company the size of fucking disney yeah they may have things that are like put mm -hmm. in as placeholders so maybe he just can't and that's why i or chapek did it or maybe he just was like hey they could probably still make him ceo but i'm not fucking dealing with him for six months again yeah but it's just so i don't know man it just really fucking rubs me the wrong way yeah like it's just yeah, such it's... like a dumb mafia thing to do and it's like yeah. for for what insecurity i like that yeah. Holly, it was a hollywood reporter yeah just the, the amount of times they use the word embattled yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know, peter rice is like no, i'm not battling anyone what do you yeah. yeah but, it, but it's, it's just like i don't know man you know maybe not to their level but i in past jobs and past yeah. employers i've seen things like of people being unfairly treated and fired like that and it's so aggravating even on on our scale on like a nothing scale mm -hmm. so just just for that guy who from everyone in hollywood being like this is one of the nicest most hardworking people ever it's just it, it goes to show chapex true form and true colors and that 
I was almost giving him the benefit of the doubt in terms of like, oh, he just thinks he thinks it's the right move for money. Yeah. This was clearly like there's no side of this where you look at this and say, oh, this was the move for the money. Yeah. And to make it even worse, um, Peter Rice had a friend, a really close friend who worked with him at Fox and came over to Disney named Dana. I'm forgetting her last name. But when he fired him, he promoted her to that spot. Ooh, really? So now she's has to, you know, she's Peter Rice's friend now, yeah, and his friend, yeah, she's Peter Rice's friend, and now she has his old job, and it's just like adds insult, you know, yeah, and it's just like not insult in terms of like she can't do it, just insult in terms of like, oh, by the way, this great friend that you have now, you probably can't talk about work things because she has your job, yeah, you know, basically he's saying to her like you're gonna be loyal to me, yeah, and it's like. That's so fucking annoying, dude. Like, I don't... I, I hate him. I want him gone. Because here's want the him thing. to leave. Here's the thing. I, it, it already pissed me off, like, that he wasn't... Because I look, look around. I like comic books and comic book character things. And just, you know, him doing things to Kevin Feige and Marvel. But the thing that really shocked me was him making a division to decide where distribution goes. Mm-hmm. Like, we mentioned it on the show many months ago, how there's now a division that decides if things go to Disney Plus or movies and... You just get hired to make something. Yeah. Like, I hate that <laughs> a lot. Yeah, and just, not. and the fact that he would hire friends over experienced people, like, it's just, it's so dumb. And the thing that's crazy is he climbed his way through this company. So, like, he, he can't be that dumb. Yeah. I, I don't know if he got to his head being CEO. Like, I don't know what his fucking deal is. But this right here, this move, I will know, I will never be his fan now. Like, there was something he could have done that could have won me over. Sure. Mm-hmm. Sure. Right. Not anymore, like, at all. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Not great. Not great. Not a great guy. No. Not a great guy. And obviously we don't talk politics on this, but also him fumbling the other big thing on yeah, it, which... That, that was, yeah. We don't have to get into that, because that's not, yeah, not the show, but yeah, that but, was but not... He, he got... That, 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 was, that was, for me, the, like, all righty. Well, well it, I didn't like what happened, yeah. But it, it was just, to me, I just found it humorous because the reason I found it humorous was because it, it like, I'm going to try to do it without getting political. I found it humorous because he so thought he was making the right comment. And that's, that's what was so funny. Like he was so confident that he was saying the right thing. And then the entire yeah. world was just like, dude, no, <laughs> like, yeah, no, not at all. And, and it was just, that should have been a T-ball. Yeah. That's a softball question, yeah. you know? And uh, yeah not great not great not great we we don't like me and the homies don't like bob chapek we like bob Iger. we miss bob Iger we miss a bob lot Iger. but uh but yeah i just i had to share that just because that fucking blew my mind yeah with no, like, like 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 th- that's like a dumb movie villain shit yeah like evil ceo of corporation yeah like i just i yeah 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 fucking a dude <laughs> Honestly, the only thing giving me hope right now is the Disney Plus days coming up and Kevin Feige is going to announce some cool shit. That's that's all. Or no, not D- Disney Plus, D23. D23. So we'll probably get the Thunderbolts announcement there. <laughs> if they don't. Oh my God, that'd be so funny if they don't. He's done it before where yeah. there's just been shit in the news and Kevin Dude, Feige's like, he did I don't not, know what you're talking he about. He did not say there was a Black Widow movie until I was at Comic-Con yeah. in 2019. Yeah, you got that. Yeah. yeah. But, like, that's the... I'm pretty sure... Correct me if I'm wrong. I'm pretty sure that was the first time he publicly said, like, 
Black Widow. That movie was filming for months, and there were pictures everywhere. And it's just like, bro, we know there's a Black Widow movie yeah. coming out. I fucking love when he does that. Yeah. You remember the whole uh, Vulture is going to be the main villain of Spider-Man yeah. Homecoming, and then Michael Keaton's playing the main villain in Spider-Man but Homecoming. But they wouldn't say that Michael Keaton was playing the Vulture. Until we got the, the trailer, Vulture. we got... Yeah. It and was then, like, well, fuck it, maybe and, not then. And what? then it was so funny. And, like, I love... And here's the thing. He rarely slips up. Yeah. He's a PR master. But, oh, yeah. Master class yeah. can be taught on it. But when he does slip up, he turns it into a funny thing. And sometimes he just feels like being nice. Yeah. Like, I I remember the funny slip up was recently... I forget who he was talking to, but he was talking about um, Black Panther 2. And he was like, yeah, and we also get, you know, our first appearance of Riri Williams. And then he goes... That was not public, was it? <laughs> and, they were, and they were like, I don't think so. And he goes, well, you got a scoop. He got a scoop. And that's just how he handled it. <laughs> and then... Uh, just immediate defeat. Like, yeah. well... Yeah. And then, uh, but my favorite one was there was this reporter... Because it comes from him. Yeah. Like, it's not like if, he, like, if an actor was in, he's like, oh, well, you know, don't yeah. take it. He'd be like, fuck, that was yeah. me. They, they were on a world tour for Avengers Endgame. And I yeah. forget what country they were in. They were in a, a, a foreign country. And someone was trying really hard in English to interview him. And you could tell the person was really trying, and yeah. and Kevin wanted to be nice. And the person, because normally if you ask a question, he can't answer. He just says, "Oh, like I can't answer that," you know. Yeah. But the person said, "There's a new Spider-Man film coming out. Is it the end of Phase Three or the beginning of Phase four? And Kevin Feige, but he got the sentence out. And Kevin Feige says, "I've never told this to anyone before. It's the end of Phase Three. And so he just kind of like gave him a yeah, you know. So. Chapex messing with our boy Kevin, and I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> Leave Kevin Feige alone. But uh, but yeah, yeah. So that's that's pretty much all we had on the show for today. You know what we got to do next week? Hmm. We got to bring back rumors of the roundtable. We do. Oh, also, hold on, real quick. Just quick little shout out, Jennifer Hudson. Yes, coming out the gate with an EGOT now. Yes, Jennifer Hudson now is a part of the EGOT club. Last night at the Tonys, she yes. won the Tony. Yes, she produced something, I think. Yeah, she she is now joined the ranks. Of, you know what? She is very deserving of the she guys. She fucking rules. She's fantastic. Yeah, I mean cats. We don't talk. <laughs> but yeah, no. But I I love Jennifer Hudson. Yeah. good. So good for her. Just a quick little, just a quick, quick little shout out to Jennifer Hudson. Quick little Jennifer Hudson. Quick plug. shout out to Christina Applegate. <laughs> is that <laughs> from the Eric Andre show? <laughs> the Eric Andre show. Yeah. Quick shout out to Jennifer Hudson. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, do oh, we need to yeah. fucking go to sleep? <laughs> but uh, I think that's all we got. Other than that, I you got anything so. else? Uh, no. Take care, brush your hair. Take care, brush your hair. All right. Thanks for watching, everybody, and we'll see you next time.